0: Hey legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date. Ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning with galaxy finance they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal they'll do it all get in contact and mention unfiltered for that free chat a free chat no obligations a free chat just by mentioning unfiltered get in touch with leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au Welcome to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. What better way to celebrate the state of origin decider than to relive some of the magical moments the Interstate Series has produced over the years? On this episode of the podcast, we're chatting with some of the biggest names in the game, both past and present, about their origin experiences. Enjoy. Four origins on his resume should have been many more, in my opinion. Dale Fanookin, you were mentioned on the origin radar by the media and the fans for years before you finally got your chance. How frustrating, how disappointing, how tough was it when the side was read out? You'd been mentioned, but you weren't there.
1: Yeah, obviously disappointed, you know, when I would have loved to have been involved uh, in the side, but. Um, you know, to get my opportunity in 2019. Uh, game two was over in Perth. Um, you know, I was extremely excited. I, got the, I first got the call from from Freddie, Brad Fittler, um, I think it was a day or two maybe before the camp uh, was due to begin. And it's funny, I, I didn't actually know because I knew they pick extended squads of, um, you know, 20, 21 on players. Yeah. So I didn't know if I was just involved in the squad or whether I was actually involved as a player. Um, you know, he said to me, "Oh, you do you want to play and do you want to come?" And he, he, I don't know, I wasn't, I didn't know 100% if I was playing or whether I was in the squad. So, you know, I sort of once I turned up to camp, and he, he might have said something to me about, you know, relative to actually playing the game. That yeah. that's when I actually when I knew. So, um, while I was really excited to be involved, you know, in the squad in any capacity, um, you know, I was I was more excited to find out that I was that I was going to play the game.
0: Who was your first phone call to, mate?
1: Do you remember? Um, I would have told my wife obviously first, so she would have been at home. But yeah, I would have. I'm not sure which one of the my parents I would have rang. Yeah, I uh, would have rang one of my parents to to let them know. And uh, you know, I think my mum, you know, mum was really over the moon. I think she might have cried actually. Yes. She was, were pretty emotional. Um, you know, I think any sort of time where you know I've achieved something especially in rugby league, whether it's been a debut or an Origin or something like that, mum's always, you know, got pretty emotional and, um, you know, probably because, you know, she's seen the journey that, you know, every other NRL player goes through in terms of, you know, particularly the country guys where they live away and, you, you know, you've got to travel so far to make rep sides and, um, you know, all the country carnivals where they're out in, you know, Wagga, Cootamundra, Dubbo, um, you know, they're sort of there for all those hard times when you're sort of trying mm. to make it as a kid. You know, to see it sort of come to fruition, and she sort of knew that those are my dreams as a really young kid. So, you know, when it came to fruition, I think she sort of saw all the hard work that had to go into getting there, and you know, she I think she was just so proud of what it achieved.
0: Love the emotion of rugby league. Thanks for the insight, mate. Chat soon.
1: No worries, mate. Thank you.
2: On Brent Tate. My memory is 2006, game three for Queensland in Melbourne, deciding final, up against it uh, and probably playing one of the the best games I think I ever played for Queensland and walking off the field with just a a sense of job done and looking back on that night knowing that that's that's what kicked off our run of series wins.
0: A defining point in state of origin, wasn't it?
2: It was Andy, and that night we had, you know, like Reese Wessel playing for us, um, Clinton Shafoski. It, it was a it, Josh Henne, I think came from reserve grade, so had every reason not to play well and win. Mm-hmm. But just knowing our spirit and knowing uh, Mel taking over, there, there was just so much that went. Everyone was saying Origin was dead. Um, so much riding on that series, and mate, a hundred percent. That's obviously where it kicked off the eight straight, but. I think looking back yeah it's it's probably one of the biggest moments in, in you know Queensland's history I think it did certainly you know be in the podium for sure the
0: 8 straight what a team what an era uh, it's really hard to put into words just how good it is and I think we'll find it really difficult in 20 30 years time
2: to tell the young fellas just how bloody good this footy side was you, you, you're right and I remember I you mentioned before I played in 2008 and didn't come back until 2012 and when I walked through the doors in 2012 after having four years out it was like it was like nothing had changed it was like just walking in the door again from in 2009 like it was nothing had changed the same blokes the same team the same things that we were doing like the same processes and the way we trained um, it was exactly the same, and there was a real brotherhood uh, amongst us. Like, we actually all really cared for us, and we had some of the biggest names that, had, that should have had the biggest egos, you know, Slater, Inglis, Smith, Thurston, Cronk, but they were the best blokes, and they were the ones driving the culture all the time. It was always team first, origin first, you know, Queensland first. And you're right, Andy, I don't think we could ever sit back and, and do, say, and give what that achievement is of eight straight again.
0: In 40-plus years of state of origin, there's been just the seven clean sweeps. Three-nil series scorelines. Four of them to Queensland, three of them to New South Wales. The Blues' last one was 2,000. Yeah, 21 years ago. Jason Stevens was part of
3: that. What do you recall of the series, mate? Mate, every year I, I kind of think, is this the year we're going to yeah. look? Lose that that mantle, and I'd be happy to lose that mantle. I've got to say because it would mean New South Wales would would win three nil. Um, I thought we were a chance uh, last year. I with the side we had, it, it wasn't meant to be, but that was a great experience. When you look at the side we had, um, it was a strong side. It was uh, you know there was and and you got to remember Brett Camorley was at was at halfback then, and he forced Andrew Johns to hooker. And actually, Joey was playing on the bench as well for some of that series. So, Morgan Morley was playing so well, and Andrew Johns had a dummy half, which was just, like, dynamic. But yeah, we had we had uh, uh, obviously Freddie and you know Girds and uh, McDougal, and uh, you know we had Fletch who was on fire, um, Robbie Kearns. We had like, we had such such a strong strong side. Scotty Hill, Ben Kennedy. Real seasons, hard players, and you know it's just momentum was momentum so powerful, which is what queensland has had have had um, to win eight series in a row. I mean they've had that, but yeah to win it. can I be totally honest with you? Yeah, I used to walk off those games just going, I've hardly touched the ball because Joey was just so great out of dummy half, and then after he'd do his thing, you might get one every second set of hit up. He'd give it to Noddy and then that and Freddie, and it was just like, they were just doing, they were just so good. And it was just like, it's working, just just leave it. At one stage, I was contemplating putting the water bottle, just spraying it down. <laughs> so, man, it was a great experience. And Wayne Pearce was great Um and coach as well. He was great.
0: New South Wales was really strong in the middle. Rodney Howe, Robbie Kearns, Michael Vella, yourself, all probably... You could mount an argument, say, playing career best footy. Now, game one was 20 points to 16. Game two, 28 points to 10. But game three was the big one and, and probably the most talked about, 56-16 to New South Wales. It was arguably the Blues' finest night. What do you remember of,
3: of that game? Yeah, I remember uh, being in the change rooms and and uh, we weren't satisfied with the, with the with the two wins, and that I knew that was a good sign because it was a special thing to win three, and so we we did put that pressure on ourselves, and we trained really hard that week, and it wasn't it wasn't a week where put off the pedal. It was it was an intense we, he one piece kept it up, kept up the the tempo. So and that set us in good stead, and even Freddie addressed us all that week and said, "Do something this week." That when you're out there on the field, you know you've just done that something extra for training. Um, that that just give you that little bit of extra, so you know you're out there. And we, he was such a great leader, I've got to say. I've got to say, but yeah, it was yeah, it was it was it was fantastic. But you never really thought we weren't going to win one for another. Ex- <laughs> we might have enjoyed it even more. <laughs> another wonderful look
0: back at State of Origin history. Hey legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. How would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want and when you want. Next week, we could be promoting you right here. Packages start from as little as a couple of hundred dollars. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab. Go to andyraymondunfiltered.com.au Big state of origins for the New South Wales Blues between 2007-2010. Our guest is Brett White. What do you recall about your first game in blue?
4: Mate, it was a um, baptism of fire. Um, The whole lead-up was um, was um, the media portrayed me as um, calling uh, the Queenslanders soft or something along those lines. I was I was misquoted in a in a in an interview. Um, a few weeks before Origin, and they uh, they run it, run with the story, and uh, got up to Queensland uh, for game one, which was at Suncorp. And all week I was getting uh, prank phone calls on the hotel um, telephone wow. in the in the room. Um, I, I got hammered left, right, and centre um, about you know what I you know was supposedly meant to have said. Um, I, I started in um, in in the game one in my debut and. Queensland kicked off and I think I took the second hit up and um, and Tony Carroll, um, actually Dallas Johnson, sorry, cut me in half, own teammate. Wow. Um, and Tony Carroll come over the top and got me fair across the, the snoz uh, put it across my face and that was um, the first tackle in, in origin and I remember being on the ground laying there thinking, Oh my God. Like, you know, I've played, played a few NRL games and I've never been hit like this. This is, this is a whole new level. This, um, I remember laying on the ground, just not sure if I was going to get up or not, um, get myself up and played the ball and and thought, what am I going to do now for the next 80 minutes? Like, you know, how how am I going to get through this? And, uh, yeah, I think when nose bled was it was still bleeding um, an hour after after the game ended. Um, so it was certainly um, certainly a, a, a welcome into Origin up there. Um, yeah, it's something amazing being able to run out onto Suncorp. I remember I actually remember running out on the debut and uh, got out into the middle of the field and and my ears were hurting actually from the sound and and I actually covered my ears up because um, I had like a ringing. Yeah. Um, the noise was that loud. Um, that yeah, it was certainly uh, one hell of an experience being able to do that.
0: As a Storm player, you had in the New South Wales side that year, Maddie King, I think Ryan Hoffman for one game. You're playing against four Queensland Storm players. There was Greg Inglis, Dallas Johnson, Antonio Cafusi and some Derek called Smith. How was that in itself, playing against teammates for the first time?
4: Yeah, it, it's a bit funny, you know, you first get into camp and, and you know, put, you know, different blokes are talking bad about your mates and yeah. um, your, your club teammates and, you know, it goes on for a whole week of this you know, hatred for the, the the Queenslanders and you start to buy into it and start to hate them and um, then play against them and uh, go back to your club on, on Monday and it's it's always that bit of awkward awkwardness for the yeah. first day, a bit standoffish. And it's a bit, you know. Um, but then you you, know, you soon forget about it and back into club business and then you know, two weeks later you you're back into getting it drilled into you that you hate them and you start to believe that you hate them and play against them and then uh, back in on the monday again so it's uh it is it is a bit strange but um yeah it was all always um yeah it was always good to compete against your own teammates and yeah you know, i think it's a real show of respect when you're uh, we don't take a backward step you know playing against your mates and you give it at all um, it's yeah you, know, you just show respect to them uh, by doing that
0: as dallas johnson showed you in the second tackle on debut do you actually go harder on your club teammates if you get the chance in origin just because they are mates
4: yeah, well, I made that mistake, didn't I? Um, running it, trying to run straight over Dallas Johnson. That was uh, probably uh, the silliest thing in my career, is, is doing that. Uh, you know, what a player Dallas was. He, oh, you know, yeah. There wasn't much of him, but mate, like you could run, you know, flat out at him, and um, you know, be twenty kilos heavier than him, and um, mate, he'd, he'd cut you in half and and make you uh, make you regret it real quick.
0: We interviewed Craig Bellamy on the Legend series going back to the middle of 2020, I guess, and he spoke about when he got to the Melbourne Storm that he was speaking to other people in the club about this young bloke called Dallas Johnson, and the introduction Bellamy got to him was, mate, he's only a little fella, he's not that skillful, um, he can't really catch and pass, but fuck, he's tough. That was the introduction, and he he learnt to play football at a, an elite level and and was very successful. But pound for pound, you have got to do a lot of work to convince me there's been any tougher.
4: Right? Yeah, he he definitely you know the, the things he put his body through were amazing. You know, like uh, back when when you could you know, get knocked out clean on the footy field and get back up and play on. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen that many times with Dallas. You know, I've seen him snoring on the. On The football field, I remember in a trial in Melbourne one time. Um, yeah, and and he just, yeah, I'd hate to be the trainer these days, uh, with Dallas Johnson trying to get him off the field when he got, um, when he got knocked out because, um, you know, you'd probably end up with a fine because you couldn't get him off the field. Um, yeah, he he was amazing. And there's, yeah, there's a couple other blokes, you know, like and Alan Tung uh, was very similar, Uh, Sean Fenson, uh, Josh Miller. Yeah, Joshy Miller was another one, that very same model. I, mean, I played under his, under, his, um, under his weight size, yeah. and, and, um, but played well above it. You know? Um, you know, it was tough as nails, but I think out of the whole pick of him, Dallas would, would probably be, um, be probably up there as the number
0: one. Mate, in origin, to start the game, as a front row, would you rather kick off or receive the ball? That first defensive wall always just looks so brutal.
4: I always enjoyed the, the um, receiving the kickoffs um, as a front rower. You, you had had a chance to uh, wind up and, and try and pick your target, yep. um, even though some games there, there wasn't anyone you had know, to run at. You yeah. just had a you know, bite down on the mouth guard and that. But um, I, I probably prefer uh, receiving. Okay. Um, at least you're in control of, of you know, where you're
0: going. 2007, tough time to be a New South Wales Blue that Queensland side was starting to come together. I'm going to put you on the spot. Is it the best footy side ever assembled? That Queensland side that went on the run just as you started to play Origin.
4: I'm not here to talk about Queensland any of bloody That's a beauty. <laughs> I
0: love a response like that. Uh, yeah, there's
4: no way you're going to get me saying that there's a Queensland side that was the best, you know, best ever or anything like that. Come on, mate. Uh, you know, what about the days when Andrew Johns and Freddie teamed up? Yeah. Um, you know, had had you know, the, the big chief leading them. Um, yeah, that, that, that was probably the best side going around, mate.
0: I'll take your word for that. Well done, Whitey. Thanks for dropping in. Too easy, mate. Thanks for having me. In 1994, with only 20-something games to his name, a baby-faced Adrian Vowles made his State of Origin debut for Queensland. It was Game 2 of the series at the MCG. And, mate, you started from the bench. Now, before we get to the game, how did you get told that you were selected and realising a dream by playing in Marone?
5: Well,
6: Donnie Ferner gave me a heads-up on the on the Friday night. So they would picked the team, but he said, look... There's, there's an injury concern of Steve Reneau, and there's a chance that you might get a start. So I didn't sleep very well that night. Then Ross Livermore uh, rang me from the QRL and in the early in the morning Saturday, and said, "Mate, you're on standby for Steve Reneau. I'll ring you in about half an hour. He's doing a fitness test, and I'm going on. Oh, yeah, you know, like I'm death riding. Yeah, Stay, good, good fella. But de- I was death riding. Please fail, please fail, and um. And then he, Ross rang me up twenty minutes later and was like, "You're in, mate." And I was, God, oh. it was honestly the best feeling. And then, then to ring mum and dad and tell them was was even better, you know, because they were just so over the moon.
0: What was the reaction? What was the emotion like that? Ringing your parents and saying, "Hey, your baby boy's about to play for Queensland."
6: Yeah, it gives me goosebumps now. You just out of my like to to know how much they put in because when you live in the country, you you've got to drive so, <laughs> such long distances yeah. that. They were, they were always the taxi, and we didn't, we didn't have a, a lot of money in that. So it was, you know, they did so much for me. So just to know that pride and, you know, and, and now to, and, and to see the same thing now with Kurt Capel's mum and dad, Lynn and like they oh. would have been going through the same thing, you know, and such a, such a, it was a, a long journey to get there, but it, it was so worthwhile. And then, yeah, to hear mum and dad's voice, and unbelievable.
0: Mate, what were your first impressions walking into Queensland camp?
6: I was crapping myself I really was (laughs) because you know you got all you got Alfie you know Mal Wally, Choppy, all these Gary Lass, Kevy Walters, Alfie Langer like all these legends and I'm just going holy hell I was so nervous and then when I got my gear I was in front of the mirror putting it on you know like just pinching myself make sure it's I wasn't dreaming and yeah it was just you know it was so funny I just never I've never laughed so much in my life with Alfie and Kevy and and then Wally driving the bus, you know, handbraking around the corner and all, that, all the hijinks she got up to, but it was, yeah, just amazing.
0: Are they intimidating surroundings or are you just too excited to be intimidated?
6: Oh, I was too excited, I think. Yeah. Uh, I I'm, I'm, I'm normally would have been – very I was nervous, but I would have been really terrified. But I, I was just that excited. And then and once you get on the training field – because I'd come in late as well, so once you got on the training field, it felt a heap better.
0: The week for a debutant. Good, bad, easy, hard, excited, nervous, a little of all, which was it?
6: Oh, just excited. I was excited. Everything we did, I was excited. You know, um, the first training session, just to get your hands on the ball, to have have these legends pass you the ball. Yeah. You know, Wally barking instructions. Big Mal, the most probably intimidating. You know, and I used to mark Mal. yeah, and he's an absolute giant and I was only little, and but to have him in the same team and – yeah, just blokes that you idolized. Trevor Gilmas, you know, all these blokes that you idolised um, as a kid, particularly the older ones. But then even the ones that you play, you played against. Mick Hancock was awesome, you know, blokes yeah. like they were just yeah, and Gary Larson, they couldn't have been better.
0: Alfie and Kevy, what a duo on the field, what a duo off the field. I mean, they were off the charts, uh, but they also have a really amazing ability. To make anyone feel very comfortable and welcome,
6: yeah, both of them are great. You know, and Alf in particular, he just he he didn't talk down to me; he just talked to me like a like yeah, you I've know, been there a million years, yeah. and and that, that that made it heaps better. And and then, like I said, he's funny. Like he'd sit at the back of the bus and and say to Wally, "I bet you bet you twenty cents, Wally, you won't handbrake it around the corner." Next <laughs> minute, the Queensway bus is only twenty four seater, but it's handbraking, <laughs> skidding around the corner, so. You, imagine that happening in today's world oh my god
0: oh everyone would be in trouble because that was (laughs) that was the king's go-to he was the bus driver for a decade and he would literally commandeer the bus and and it was his
6: it was and then I learned early to stay on seated on the bus until he until he got out of the bus even if he turned it off you sit you stay seated because then people would stand up he'd just turn it back on and take off and People would fall over, and but and rumor has it, or well, it wasn't rumor, it was fact. I think Peter Jackson went through the, through the windscreen back in the day as well.
0: Yes, he certainly did, Jacko, mate. Um, the MCG of all places to make your debut, what was your first look at the great ground?
6: First look was when the bus drove under it, and all yeah. I could think was, my god, a bus drives under a stadium. Yes. So, that was that country boy uh naivety. I think I just went, "Holy hell!" And then we walked out there, and you could just feel uh the history of of that ground. You yeah. know, just you know, I watched the beers and cricket and AFL, and oh gosh, and didn't realize how big it was. It was just massive.
0: What are your recollections of the game?
6: Yeah, well, I I didn't get on to ride in the air, but I just all I wanted to do was do something. I remember, I remember. I, I can hit quite hard for a little fella, but yeah. I, I put everything, everything into hitting Bradley Clyde and it hurt me. Like i was just going, Oh my God, he, he's grown, blo- you know, bloody stronger and stronger in this origin game. Cause I hit him with everything and I don't even think I even dented him and going, gosh, but that's how I knew it was. Just, it was just an extra, extra intensity. And yeah, just, yeah, it was, it went so quickly, but it was awesome.
0: Off topic a little bit. Um, Bradley Clyde, for me, maybe the most underrated player that I've seen play the game. You played a lot of centre, but you also played a lot of lock forward. Bradley Clyde was the complete package, wasn't he?
6: Oh, he was amazing. And you're right; he doesn't. He's when they talk about you know players, he doesn't get a mention. But but he he changed the game, I yes. believe, in that position. And big, strong, fast, fit, and and a that's a good fella.
0: 87,000 people for a boy from Charleville. That in itself is awesome.
6: Oh, it was unbelievable to get, to, run, to run on there and then see all these people. I think just before the game, a, a streaker came out, and so they, that got the crowd going even more. I, I think she nearly ran over Kevvy, actually. And But before the game, um, Alfie's in the toilet vomiting, and I'm going to myself holy shit, is it this bad that even Alfie's that scared? Yeah. And then uh, someone, I don't know who it was next to me, said, no, it's all right, he, he does that before every game. So I was like, oh, no. thank goodness, because oh, yeah, once, I, once I heard him bombing, I thought, this is bad, but it was just awesome.
0: Someone else told us that story recently. I think it actually might have been Gordon Tallis, and he said, If the best player in the team is this nervous, what am I sitting here for so calm? But as you said, it it was Alfie every single game, a a quick up and under. Queensland lost the game 14-0. New South Wales would take the series 2-1, but 1994, a year of plenty of memories for our guest Adrian Bowles. State of Origin 2012, Queensland had won Game 1, 18 points to 10. New South Wales made two changes. In came Anthony Watmo and also our guest, Timmy Grant, who was on debut. How did you find out you'd been selected as a New South Wales Blue mate?
5: Yeah, it was it was a funny one. It was sort of, um, there was a bit of speculation and you always get a bit of rumbling before the team's out yeah. in the media and that sort of stuff. Um, and my name was thrown up, but... I thought it was a bit um, a bit far fetched to be honest, because I'd only played a couple of games that season. I had a had an injury at the start. I played one game and then I was out for about ten weeks. Um, I missed city, country, uh, and that sort of stuff. But um, you know, I didn't think anything of it. And I come home from recovery. I think we played the day before the announcement, and uh, I actually had a bit of a, a bit of a nap, half <laughs> a nap. And I had a missed call on my phone from Sticky, and um, so I called him back uh, when I woke up and. He couldn't really talk because he was actually going into the team announcement for um, Channel 9 or whoever it was. And um, he just quickly said to me, he goes, mate, you're in the team and you're starting front row. Um, I'll give you a call back. And that was the end of it.
0: (laughs) Amazing. You are obviously playing at Penrith. Petro Sivaneseva had just left Penrith. He was playing for Queensland in this game. You met on tackle one.
7: Greatest game of all. Episode 95 becomes a reality in front of 84,000 people and millions around Australia and the globe. And Tim Grant with a magnificent opening exclamation to his origin career.
1: I have never seen Petro Cinemaceva put on his backside like
0: that. It was a fair start and a fair welcome to State of Origin for you.
5: Yeah, it was, mate. It was, um, you know, Petro come to the club in 2008 and uh, Penriff have always been known for how um, their quality juniors and the, the type of guys that we had. And our success has always been off the back of local juniors, 91, 2003. And we genuinely thought yeah. that moving forward, we could um, replicate that like the boys are now. But um that wasn't to be, but we probably needed a, a good mentor. We had so many young guys: um, Michael Jennings, um, Joseph Paulo, um, Lachlan and Wade Graham. The list goes on, and we probably were just needed a really good mentor. And then um, Matty Elliott, uh, genius, signed Petro, and um, you know it was, it was amazing at the time. It was like um, it was like Petro wasn't real to us out here. Um, you, you know, he came to the community, and there was a massive buzz that. Petro and his family were living here in Penrith in our community, and he was playing for our club as well. So it was a massive buzz. And for me, as a young front rower and Sam McKendry as well, um, you know, we were 20 years old yeah. and had a taste of first grade. And to have someone like that lead the way was, it was, uh, it was amazing. And Petro never really would pull you aside and give you a chat or, um, teach anything, but he just lead by example. All you had to do was watch him, the way he held himself as a bloke and what he did and the way he trained. Um, I learned so much off Pet. And I think it was fitting for me that he left the club and I think that was the final lesson was to play State of Origin against yeah. him. Um, everyone will remember that, that tackle. I think, you know, I played 14 years in the game and people only remember that 14 seconds, but – to be honest, I learned so much from Petro throughout that game and the, the way, you know, I think if you looked over it and it was a boxing scorecard, I think he won the match, to be honest, because he got me a few few times. And just the way he represented his state yeah. and what, what footy meant to him, I learned so much. And I guess that was the the final lesson that I learned from him. And, you know, I'll be forever grateful for that. Um, you know, it's, it's so significant. Um, everyone remembers me as... Um, you know, for that one tackle. And that that goes to show how big Petro Sip and is. I think if it was anyone else, um, you know, that that got caught off balance, it would be just a nothing. But because of who he was and his stature in the game, um, that's what I'm remembered by.
0: Quality answer, mate. Real sign of respect for for Petro, but it also shows the type of bloke you are as well. Um, Really quickly, did you line him up or do you reckon he lined you up? Which way was it?
5: I don't think it was anything, to be honest. I um, It just you know, happened. I just Yeah, it just happened. Dave Taylor and uh, Nate Miles were in the tackle as well, yep. so there was a fair bit of weight behind oh, it. Oh, um, yeah. But um, I just remember as kids, um, you know, at home, I'd sit there with my mum and dad and my brother and, you know, like we just loved Origin, loved yeah. New South Wales and just footy. And we, me and my brother would always just hang around the TV for the fights and the, and the kickoff. That's just what yep. we loved, you know, because um, – me and my brother didn't have too much skill playing footy, so we just <laughs> liked like the rough stuff. But we'd always talk about it, like, if you got that moment, what would you do? And I just said, I'd just grab the ball and run as hard as I could and send it, just send it into it. And either way, you're going to get respect. Like, yeah. no one's ever going to bag you for getting knocked out the first carry if you run hard. So that's all I had in my mind. And luckily enough, I caught him off balance and, you know, I actually lost the tackle, got put on my back. So
0: <laughs> Apart from that tackle... What do you remember or recall most fondly of your Origin experiences?
5: Um, probably um, walking into camp. Um, it was I was with Luke Lewis and Michael Jennings. We we come in mm. from Penrith, um, and Louis gave us a lift in because he was, he was like our big brother. And I just got into camp, and I couldn't believe those guys like Glenn Stewart, Brett Stewart, Paul Gallen, all these guys that you know come Origin time. I, I, they, I, I was a fan, like I yeah. used to just hoped they would they'd win the game. And, you know, it was like my team. That, that was my team. As, as you know, you see all these guys playing State of Origin, I was just walked in and, you know, all these guys, like Trent Barrett was in on the coaching and staff and Ricky Stewart was just blown away. It was like going into first grade again. It was sort of, um, it brings you back to when you first uh, go full-time playing footy. It was, it was pretty amazing. And I think it was the last of the camps at Coogee. So, um, you know, the the traditional bonding session and that sort of stuff, it was, it was Pretty amazing to be honest,
0: New South Wales won game two 16 12, so it was off to a decider. Before we get to the game itself, game three, Brisbane Suncorp Stadium, full of Marone. What was it like just running out as the enemy?
5: Yeah, it was, um, it was different, it was very loud. Um, I think we had like nearly 80,000 in, in Sydney, and mm. that was an amazing experience. Like it was like an earthquake, but. You go up there and there's forty thousand. It sounds like one hundred and eighty thousand. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And you know, I, I'm, I'm the first one to say I hate Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> like everything that I look at the jersey and it just looks filthy. Like a, that's just the way we brought up. We'll that's brought right. Up. And I think that's what makes Origin. That's what makes Origin beautiful. Like it's a it's an amazing thing. And you know, like I'll, 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 I've got so many good mates that are from Queensland and that, but we hate them. They hate us. Yeah. And, it was it was like enemy enemy territory. It was, but to say I played Origin on Suncorp Sun Stadium was um, something I'd never forget. And unfortunately, Cooper Cronk, um, the brilliant player, was he sunk, sunk us from about forty five out with a field goal. So <laughs> yeah, it was twenty <laughs> um, all, yeah.
0: five minutes to go, and bloody Cooper Cronk delivered that knockout punch with a field goal.
5: Unbelievable, but um, you know, it, it's I would have loved to have won an Origin series, but. Mm. I also super humbled that one I got to play for my state and represent uh, my state and also my family. But um, but also um, you know play against that amazing Queensland side like that's a one in one in a million yeah that's a generational thing and
0: I've asked this question to a couple of guys Timmy you've seen enough footy is that Queensland side in and around that era quite possibly the best football side we've seen?
5: Yeah. um, You know, I I speak to guys that are a bit older and they speak about, you know, way back when, the the St. George um, era, and then, you know, the Parramatta through the 80s, that sort of era. um, You know, I was coached by Brett Kenny, and Mm. he had a bit of an aura around him about how amazing that was. And then you talk club footy and Melbourne Storm have been amazing. And then – but for me – and What I know about rugby league, there's been none none better in one side. Um, When you talk like a mortal status and that, where would you get possible three guys? Yeah, you know, Greggy, you know Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith, even Billy Slater. Like, where where do you stop? Yeah, Um, you know. And then guys that probably don't get the recognition but were amazing. Like you put um, Nate into a into a Maroon jersey and you just go again. I'd say you'd grow another head because he used to use it going into tackles. He was that crazy. Yeah. But, um, mate, just right across the field. And then Petro. Like, I don't think there was any, anyone better to wear an origin jersey than Petro. And I didn't get to see um, Arthur and play. And um, he's spoken about very fondly in, in our circles. But um, I'm sure that he, um, God bless him, if he was still alive, he'd speak um, highly of Petro as well in the, in the same calibre. Um, it's just ridiculous. Where do you stop? And you know,
0: you are retired now. What do your classes? Your career highlight? Would it have been representing your state?
5: Yeah, I think I think so. I think representing my state, uh, even though it's a it's a personal accolade, I feel like for me that was. I, I like the idea of that because it's everyone watches it throughout. Yeah. It's sort of, you know, they talk about the Melbourne Cup, the race that stops the nation. I think our game's got that. Even if you're not. You don't love the game. I agree. And for me, it was about everyone. Yeah, for me, it was. It wasn't really about me. It was for everyone that sort of helped me along the way, um, from you know under sixes or school or anything, right through to that moment is to sit there and say that they knew me or they're proud of me or something like that. Like it was it was more of a something to give back. But um, I think the my proudest moment is um, having a first grade number at Penrith. Um, that's yep. something that means a lot to me because I'm very proud of uh, where I'm from and my community. And um, you know, to say that I played um, for my local local town and have a, a player number like uh, the I think we're nearly up to 600. Mm. Uh, the 600 other blokes is, is something that I'll uh, cherish forever.
0: Two origins on the resume, a wonderful career. Thanks for dropping in, Jimmy Grant. Chat again soon. Everyone at some Time has a question about their finances. For all your answers in a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat, just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. From 2006 to 2013, Queensland dominated State of Origin, eight straight series wins, and we've spoken to plenty of Maroons about their achievements. We've got part of the Blues team from all three games in 2014 with us. Josh Reynolds has dropped in.
8: How much pressure was on this footy side to break the streak? Well, I don't. I honestly don't think we had too much pressure because I just think everyone thought we we're just going to get smashed. Yep. Same as every other year, you know. Like I think, you know, for myself and for Trent, there was there was pressure because we were the new halves. Um, we were playing pretty good footy in clubland, um, which is the reason we got called up. But it was our first Origin series you know, going up against this well world machine. And yeah, I, I definitely did feel the pressure as a, as a, as a person, but I don't know if we did, you know, as a team, but um, it was actually so nerve wracking for, you know, for me and him, because, you know, uh, we went into camp and, you know, when we, we were at the Bulldogs and Dez done a lot of the talking, like he was like, he'd give us our game plan. He'd step up and say, this is what you got to do. And it was easy. We just do our role. And we we're like, yeah, this is sweet. But then we get into origin camp and, um, Laurie Daly said, "We have to, you know, we're, we're pitching the training sessions to the team, and then we're pitching the the game plan, and you know, it's very daunting, like to be able to, you know, have to tell Paul Gallen and you know Luke Lewis and yep. all these folks that have been there uh, for so many years. It's it's a very daunting task, but in the end, I think it, you know, made me a a whole lot more confident footy player, and and probably the same for Trent."
0: New South Wales won game one in Brisbane, game two in Sydney was a very low scoring game with Queensland actually in front uh, in the final few minutes. Then an unlikely hero stepped up.
7: Woods about five metres out from the line. Sarah dummies, double punch. Hodgkinson. Hodkinson is over. Hodgkinson comes around. He puts the ball down. The Canterbury halfback, Trent Hodkinson. We'll take the conversion to put the Blues in front by two.
8: What do you remember of that play, that moment? Well, it just gave me goosebumps, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't heard that in a long time. Um, oh, mate, that's, oh, the first thing I remember is me. I was the first guy there when he scored the try and yes. I nearly took his head off. I do got six weeks for it. <laughs> <laughs> I did say it was that excited, but... Uh, for him, like, that's just a, such a special moment. Like, he's, you know, like, I know we all say we broke the, the drought as a team. We did, as a, but, like, he's the one. Like, he yep. stepped up, man. And You know, the funny thing was, like, he, you know, he's not probably known for his running game. Yeah. And that's the best bit about it. You know, he's he, he directed that side around. He kicked well. He, he tackles well. And I think um, that's the best bit about it. And it was for him, I think it was a bit of a stuff you everyone saying, well, here it is on the biggest stage ever. I'm just breaking a drought with a lazy... You know, fifteen meter break to to score a try to win it. So, yeah, special moment uh, for him, like right? and and me as well. Being you know being one of his best mates, I'll, I'll I'll cherish that moment forever.
0: Was playing Origin just wearing the jersey a dream come true?
8: Oh yeah, mate. That's and it's everything. It, it, it's what you you dream of. Um, you know, as a kid, I like oh, everyone wants to play Origin, right? Like that's that's what it is. That's that's the pinnacle. Everyone wants to obviously play first grade, but then if you get to play Origin, mate, that's that's crazy. And you know, it, I don't think it's the same anymore, to be honest. Um, in the fact of like the hatred, I, agree. I, just, I just don't feel it's the same. And I mean, when I went into camp, so I got into camp with Farah, and I, and I sort of like I I knew Farah before camp and stuff, and um, you know we sort of had a meeting at the start about what Origin means to a few of the older blokes, and then they asked us, and then Farah literally would tell us like like literally don't talk to Queenslanders, and I said yeah, like mucking around, going yeah, whatever, like he's like mate. I'm serious like do not talk to them and, and, and I was like what like during the series he goes mate never like, he goes when you leave just they're, they're, they're different they're yeah. different like and I'm like I just didn't know how much like hatred I had towards them and then you know you'd have guys like Gal who like been there for years lost and lost and lost and they're the same so mate, you have to, to either hate them or you're an outsider in, in camp so mate it, it, it's an experience you know of a lifetime and That's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, the the hatred between the the players, the fans, and, you know, that's why we all love it.
0: Thanks for dropping in, mate. A series win for the Blues in amongst what will go down as history as a period of Queensland dominance. Is Queensland legend and hooker, Jason Hetherington. You were such a huge part of uh, Queensland's origin success it was the best footy side ever assembled in my opinion. Mel was the coach, but he had a very firm and steadfast group around him that included you. What are your memories of A, building the legacy and creating what you did?
9: Yeah, well, I guess, you know, Mel wanted a certain... It, it wasn't how many letters you had behind your name? It wasn't. Yep. It was a certain character that understood what Queensland meant. Yep. It was. You know, I'm. I didn't go to Uni to study, but one thing I did do was play for Origin, and yeah. I, I know what Queensland means. I know what it means to wear the Queensland jersey. I understand yep. the responsibilities that come you know, with wearing that, with wearing the jersey, and. You know, it actually – it come by chance a little bit. Um, I toured with Gilly, Trevor Gilmeister, the great. great man, and an absolute legend of our game. 100%. absolute, And a legend bloke. There's, a, there's another
0: guy that doesn't get the raps he oh. he, he thoroughly deserves because he, he played at mid-80s. Yeah, uh, You yeah. know, in terms of weight. weight I yeah. mean, the, the back rowers now are, are 107, hundred and seven hundred and eight kilos. Yeah. Gilly would still cut them in half.
9: Oh, he's yeah. His technique, his yeah durability, his toughness, his competitiveness, everything about him. And if he didn't get you, he'd stand up and start throwing hands with you. (laughs) Oh, he'd get you. Yeah, of course he would. My word, he was good enough. But yeah, how it worked, I, I actually went over to England with Gilly in a in an old geriatrics game over there. We played three games over there and. Mel was sort of, Billy Johnson was doing the conditioning yeah. training side of it and I think the Cowboys were putting a foot down a bit saying, oh, you, you've got to come back, you know. Mm. So Mel said to Gilly, oh, you know, we're looking for someone that's going to be the right fit. And I'd had that bit of time over in England with Gilly and yeah. Gilly, Gilly said, oh, Dalton would be, yeah. hey, he'll do it, he trains hard and he He understands all this and he's a good guy, he'll fit in, he'll do it. and so Mel Oh, actually, Gilly might have give me the call and said, oh, Mel wants you to buddy, do this job when Billy steps out, you know. So I did the one year with Billy just to feel the ropes and that. Yeah. And I said, oh, well, what's the interview? He said, you already done it. Don't worry about it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I had that full period with him, yeah, which was great. And then uh, finished up and, yeah, coaching the girls now in the Queensland side. So. Is that... The best football side we have ever seen, and maybe we will ever see. Yeah, I think the planets planets all lined up. Did Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah like Lockie steps out, one yeah. of the greatest footballers of all time. You know, there could be four or five future immortals in that one period yeah. through that time. You know, that's unheard of. Now Lockie right. steps Absolutely. out, Cooper comes in. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, John um, Smithy, obviously Billy Greg. We all talk about them, but just let me...
0: Let's go into the middle of the family. Oh, mate, Matty Scott
9: and Nate Miles, mate. Poor yep. oh.
0: Matt Scott is another one, and his career sadly ended with an ACL injury, a stroke, and he didn't go out the way he thoroughly deserved. But what Matt Scott did for North Queensland and Queensland Rugby League, I don't think... Can be understated by anyone. I mean, I'm talking five star superstar.
9: Yeah, they, those blokes were the corner like they they held. You know, not like that was just a great period yeah. for Queensland. But you know, we talk about the good. You know, Smithy and, and, and we and we and should. that's that, that's yeah. that's understandable. Like they, but the blokes like Matt Scott, and Nate Miles, through that period of Queensland. Unbelievable.
0: What I'm keen to find out though is between club teammates, how personal does State of Origin get? Damien Cook has dropped in nine games for the Blues, mate. What's it like coming back to Redfern, back to Clubland after playing a Rabbitohs teammate in Origin? Is it a bit frosty to start with?
10: Um, it, I think there's a bit of a mutual respect that we don't sort of talk about it too much. Uh, whoever's won the game, and we, especially between Gags and myself, uh, he taught me all about Origin and playing against your mates at club level from game one. Um, when I got selected and I knew he got selected, I sent him a message just to say congrats. Um, he was well aware that I was selected as well because it was in our group WhatsApp, but he, um, he ignored the message and didn't reply. Uh, so that's yeah. where I, I knew where I was at. And, um, I respected that and I liked it too. So we hardly ever, we, we didn't speak across the whole origin series, uh, obviously after games, a quick chat, but other than that, we didn't speak to each other. And, um, you yeah, know, look, it's for some reason that they're the players you sort of look for when you, when you're out there mm-hmm. as well. I know Jaden Stewart was playing, um, we obviously got not, no, no fights or obviously anything, but we, uh, we came head-to-head um, head a couple of times and um, I was sort of almost testing him a little bit too to see how he'd react and um, almost got a bite out of him a couple of times. <laughs> so it was, um, it's, it's good fun, uh, but for some reason you, you, you're looking to get, get a good shot on him or get something over him in that game. Um, I, I don't know why, but <laughs> you, you try to get your mates, but, um, but that's just how it is I think in, in that game.
0: It's an amazing beast state of origin that can turn mates into mortal enemies for the best part of six weeks. Um, Is it the teammates back in Clubland that haven't been a part of Origin that are the shit stirrers? The. If you and Gagai walk in and are sitting across the dressing room from each other on the Thursday after the game, it'll be an Adam Reynolds or a, um, a, a Sam or Tom Burgess that that starts the G ups.
10: Yeah, definitely. Sam was, was good for it too, uh, and Adam Reynolds. So you probably nailed it there with those two. Um, but yeah, but we'd um, we'd sort of have the mutual respect to just leave it where it was and and not not really talk about it. Might talk about some points of the game and stuff, but never really you know walk in. You know, come, gotcha, you know, yeah. one nil or anything like that. Um, but um, yeah, it was definitely the other guys that would uh, would try and get a bite out of both of us or try and turn each other uh, turn us on each other. So but nah we're we're pretty good like that. Good luck in origin, mate. Thanks, mate.
0: Hey legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. How would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Next week, we could be promoting you right here. Packages start from as little as a couple of hundred dollars. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab. Go to andyraymondunfiltered.com.au Music If you're a Queensland fan, it was your era. If you're a New South Wales supporter, it sucked. And boy, didn't it. From 2006, the Maroons won eight straight State of Origin Series. New South Wales won in 2014. Queensland then took control for another three seasons after that. New South Wales almost annually made coaching changes, player changes, tactical, technical changes. But did it? Actually, matter. Greg Bird has dropped in, mate. Was this Queensland side as much as it hurts to say, simply too good, and maybe the best footy side ever put together?
11: Um, yeah, well, it's definitely the best Queensland team. Um, yeah. They've got the runs on the board to prove it. Um, footy side, you know, I don't know. Um, there were there were teams rep teams that they put together after that that didn't have all those boys in it yeah. i was um gonna play in a few of those teams so um you know they, they had all the they had all the attributes the, the smith lockier Thurston. then Lockyer decides to retire and they just chuck cooper cronk in there seamlessly and and uh it, it continues Greg Inglis, billy slater they were they they had all the class that that's for sure uh and then he throw out the the hard heads like Petro and um, Nate Miles, and um, it made a tough time for us near South Walshman. The Maroons didn't
0: change anything because they didn't need to change anything, but the pressure that came with playing them, did it become almost unbearable?
11: Every year we thought we were going to win. Every year we thought we had a chance, we thought we had a game plan that that was going to break that mould that we're going to break through and finally turn the tide. But it was always we'd always get one game and feel comfortable and confident, and, or we'd we get to the final five minutes of the game and we'd put ourselves in a great position, and something had happened and they'd score on the bell, yeah. and we would think, oh, okay, we're only five minutes away, we can change that. And next game they walk over us and it's two nil, and uh, we've got to start again next year. There were so many times we were, we were so close, um, going back to t- two thousand and eight. You know, we we win we win the first game. Go up there, get beat. You know, last last minute of the game, or last five minutes of the game. I think it wasn't on the edge. Brett White gets caught at th- three in. Yeah. Brett White gets caught at three in uh, on the edge. Thurston runs around him, and um, they draw the fullback. Past Billy and they they score under the sticks to win the win the game. Going back to 2008, you don't think that they're going to go on and win another five after that. That's that's the least he worries at that point. But again, in 2013, I remember in the sheds. Uh, I think we won when well, the first game was Sydney, lost in Brisbane. Go back to Sydney, um, home ground advantage. This is our opportunity. We're one game one game away from winning. And I just remember at the end of that game, in the sheds, locking myself just going into the back of the, the video room, uh, which is attached to the AMZ, um sheds, and just and just sitting there in tears in the dark, thinking, "I'm ne- never going to win an Origin series. This this was our chance. This is our opportunity. Uh, I'm coming to the end of my career. I'm coming to the end of my. Um, I'm gonna be on the chopping block. Everyone else has been on the chopping block over the years." Um, it was probably mine and Gals, Luke Lewis and Brian Hoffman, us, us boys that had been there for so many years in the forwards, doing it tough. Um, it was probably our turn to miss out, but um, you know we turned up the next year and finally, finally broke 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 the uh, the hoodoo, which was probably probably the best feeling I've ever had in rugby league. Uh, it was best feeling, definitely I'd had in the Origin arena, but uh, yeah, just. The the what's the the emotion? Yep. Everyone always asks the emotion that come through, and it's just it's the satisfaction of finally breaking breaking through with the victory. Uh, it was relief. It was relief more than more than happiness. <laughs> I can tell you that.
0: That was seven years ago. One game one at Suncorp, and then a couple of weeks later, it was four nil Queensland's way with nine minutes to play. Then this.
7: Woods about five metres out from the line. Sarah, dummies, double punch. Hodkinson, Hopkinson is over. Hopkinson <laughs> comes around. He puts the ball down. The Canterbury halfback, Trent Hopkinson. He scores.
0: Still puts a smile on yeah. your face. Still gets the goosebumps it, going.
11: Oh, doesn't it ever? He's a great man, Olko. Okay. Mate, we, we did the retirement uh, retirement. Day, the NRL players last year they both retired at the same time um, and I remember we were in the uh, in the room and we were just doing like a little, they did a little workshop for all the retired players and they said, look around the room and thank someone for anything and i went straight to Hawker, thanks for winning Origin Prize with what you did there um, it was so good seeing, seeing chess turn out, Chez take, take the dummy turn out and um uh, Okay, Run with him. It uh, was pretty special.
5: Yeah, the
0: celebrations and the memories, so, so special because of what the New South Wales Blues had been through in the previous years. Thanks for dropping in, Bertie. Behave yourself. Chat soon. Cheers, mate. It a pleasure. I can guarantee our guest will never, ever forget this date wednesday the 14th of july 2021 it was his state of origin debut thomas Flegler, i reckon for a young fella from tully this is dream come true stuff am i right
12: yeah definitely yeah it was um it was all lucky how it turned out actually um so i got selected on the spot and then a few things happened during the camp, and then I only got t- told about three days out that I was playing. So I was obviously very excited, and um, yeah, it was a great experience.
0: Who told you, and then who did you tell and, and ring first?
12: Um, Greenie told me it when we were training one day at the grounds, and then um, yeah, I rang my parents straight away after training and, and let them know playing.
0: Right on cue, my phone rings. How good's that? Um, was there tears? Family tears or, or you tears?
12: Not really an emotional family as <laughs> as such for that. No, it was just more the excitement. Everyone was pretty happy, so, yeah.
0: What stands out from the game, mate, or, or the night, the experience?
12: Um, well, we end up getting the win, which is pretty good. Yep. But um, I guess you're that nervous leading up to it. By the time you've got on the field and, you, and you've come off, you kind of go that quick; you can't really remember it as much. It's sort of over in the blink of an eyelid. But yeah, it was just awesome to be out there and actually be playing.
0: It was a cracking game of footy, too, wasn't it? I mean, it was an absolute belter.
12: Yeah, it was. It was a good game. It was. It got moved to SeaBus, which was good. It was in in Queensland, even though there was more New South Wales supporters at the game. But um, yeah, no, it was great fun.
0: Out of curiosity, who were your origin heroes growing up?
12: Um. Oh, I guess when Queensland went through that winning phase where they won eight, eight in a row or, or whatever it was, something like that, um, their forward pack as a whole was definitely one of the best in the comp. So uh, Corey Parker and Sam Thaidam, blokes of that, they were all, all up there. Yeah.
0: Does Corey still tell you how good he was?
12: Yeah, always. Yeah, he, <laughs>
0: he hasn't changed. No doubt there'll be plenty more Maroon jerseys for you in the future, mate. Really appreciate the insight. Looking back on your debut, appreciate it.
12: No worries, thank you.
0: 2020 was a weird year, a great year on the field for our guest junior, Paulo. You played your first game for New South Wales. I want to start with who told you you'd been selected?
13: Yeah, uh we've just been beaten by south in a uh, finals uh next morning get the phone call um on the way to recovery and get the call from Freddie um so the motions were sort of my head was in the gutter <laughs> that we've just been you know eliminated from the final series and um sort of yeah it was a bit of a a, a I guess, a Sunday morning pickup for me, <laughs> you know, just getting that phone call. And then, um, yeah, then it starts to get emotional about who do I call first. Um, and the first person I call is my dad.
0: <laughs> yeah.
13: Been the one taking me to all my games as a junior. No matter how far I would play, it would always make the effort mm-hmm. um, to travel and try and be at all the games. So, um, yeah, calling him and having my mum there too, just telling them sort of feels like... Um, achievement that you've just been working your whole life for. So yeah, it was definitely an emotional phone call.
0: Were there tears from mum and dad? I bet there were.
13: <laughs> yeah. Um. So my dad's a bit of a hard man, so it's kind of hard to get get a couple of tears out of him. But once once the phone goes quiet, there's a bit of a pause there. You exa- You know. You know what's happening. So yeah. yeah. it was definitely an emotional one. Mate, who was your roomie for the first game? Uh, Payne Hart. He was my roomie for. The whole seven weeks we were away because we were in the bubble. Of
0: course. Good young kid.
13: Yeah, it nah, definitely is probably uh, one of the biggest human beings. Of um, you know, It's not too, too, too often that I feel too small next to people, but definitely uh, standing next to Payne, he, he, he tells over me. What stands out from your debut game in Origin,
0: mate? Anything in particular?
13: Probably just, yeah, standing side by side with the boys when we're seeing the anthem at the start of the game. Um, so first game's in Adelaide. There's all the lockdown um, rules about the travel bubble. So in my head, I was thinking, oh, I'm not quite sure if my family made it to the game because there was a hiccup, um, you know, was the borders closing and um, uh, Liverpool being a hotspot, they couldn't actually travel. So um, it was all just dependent on um, whether they'll actually get to the game. So they travelled on the day of the game. Um, and they were kind of mixed up at the borders about trying to get into the game. So I lost contact with them because we were already at the game, and um, I just said, if you guys make it, uh, they no mean the world to me, and if you don't, then you know, I'll, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I,
5: can't
13: do, I can't do anything else. But, um, yeah, standing side by side and looking up into the crowd, I see my son um, and my, my parents and my partner so my two girls weren't actually um, lucky enough to come to the game um, so they, they stayed back in Sydney but yeah uh, just seeing my son um, standing out in the crowd it was yeah, definitely yeah, it was a bit emotional
0: I bet it was a, ham- uh, a handful of games for the Blues already plenty more to come thanks for
13: dropping in mate uh, legend. thank you
0: there you have it. Love the passion, the emotion in the voice, the recollections, and most importantly, allowing us all to experience their part in the history books. This is the podcast that talks with the legends, not about them. If you're enjoying and want some more, you can help and it takes just 30 seconds. Leave us a rating and a review on the app you're listening on that purple apple icon in particular is gold for us from a business standpoint anyway slap us with a five-star treatment and write something nice we'd appreciate it as we look to expand the brand and bring you more make sure you come back soon legends